And Guido Juice said Gorilla big sense of humor. Likes to party. This pumps frolic isn't a jerk off. A dork at parties for meals. Smells good. Ninfa likes pickles. Takes on interest into my hobbies. Very protect not so serious. Romantical likes to sleep in. Gorilla Juice Cast. Gorilla Juice Cast. Hello everyone, welcome to the Gorilla Juice Cast, your number one source for Jersey Shore related discussion. My name is Sam and getting creepy with me today is Jared. I'm going to the Jersey Shore, bitch. And Jackson. Um, hello. Alright boys, so what are we talking about today? Well today we're talking about the cultural sensation from 2009, the Jersey Shore. Well not just today, we're talking about this every day that we bring you the podcast. But let's get the release well, yeah, schedule. Not <laughs> every day. Yeah, one, once a week, we will be talking about the Jersey Shore. I've been talking about it every day since I've seen it. Well, it feels like that. The plan is to go from episode one, season one, to throughout the rest of the show and mm. all of the spinoffs included. That includes, what What are the spinoffs? Snooki and Wow, Jersey Family Vacation, and A Shot at Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, there's a whole Jersey verse for us to explore. You're not wrong. And just from our experience, so Jared and I started watching the show as kind of a joke because we saw the thumbnail and saw those uh, men and women squatting and doing their poses. <laughs> yeah. And we thought it'd be funny for maybe like one episode. And we ended up watching multiple seasons. I think the first day we started, we watched like, at least three or four episodes in a row, right? Yes. And I had stuff to do, so. <laughs> you guys were on the hook from the beginning. Yeah, it was a fun and exciting time. Still is. I agree. From there, we watched a bit. We came up with the idea of creating a podcast for it and inviting my brother Sam as well to develop the podcast with us. And Sam's experience is a little bit different than ours because he has never watched a full season of the Jersey Shore He's seen episodes here and there on TV, but not enough to actually retain any information. He's pretty forgetful. Yeah, uh, my uh, my knowledge of the Jersey Shore is extremely limited. Well, that's fine. I know, I know, I know enough about it, you know, in passing from people talking. Because I mean, I remember when the show came out back in you know 2009 or whenever it came out, and people were freaking out about it, and everybody was fist bumping and you know talking about these guys. A lot of people change their personal aesthetic for it. Yeah. And I just never really got into it. But, I mean, I wouldn't know. Guido wouldn't be a part of my vernacular if it wasn't for people talking about it. So, all I know about Guidos is they're juiced up and they're tan and they usually have spiky hair and they like to party. That's a pretty good definition for anybody that's listening to this that does not know what a Guido is yet. Yeah, and if, if you're a first-time uh, listener and uh, you don't know what a Guido is, you're going to learn a whole lot about them, as I have. Definitely feel free to watch the show along with us so you're, like, fully aware of what's yes. going on in each episode. And if, I mean, if you've seen the show and you've seen it multiple times, I'm sure you'll have some pretty good memories that we'll bring up. I guess there'll be good memories. I don't know. Hopefully. I don't know. Some of them are pretty bad. I would say the majority of them are. I've only watched one episode and I've got bad memories. To be transparent, the first, what, three seasons? So Jackson said that we've, we've seen quite a few of the seasons. We've seen the first three, I think. Yeah, I believe so. So just to spare Sam and anybody in the audience that hasn't 
seen those seasons, anything up to that point, we're not going to spoil anything. So exactly. we're going to pretend like we're watching it along, uh, but we're going to be holding back information on purpose. So that way Sam has completely blind introduction into yes. everything that happens. And I think that's the right way to do it. Keeping me completely in the dark. Yes. So that my mind can be blown from episode to episode. I'm really curious on to see how much you agree with all their personal choices, because I have a feeling you're going to. Yeah, probably a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a caveman frozen in time from 2009. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Jersey Shore did just celebrate its 10th anniversary, which is insane. Yeah, 10 years of fist bumping, body rocking guidos in the public eye. I yes. mean, it's kind of changing for our country, I feel. It is. And I'm excited to see a family vacation when we get to it to kind of see like how everybody's evolved along with the times and to see how much they didn't as well. Yes. That's like what we're about, I guess. Like that's that's kind of what the show is going to be. As far as like getting into the first episode, do you guys want to jump into it? Yeah. Yeah. Have anything else you need to get out of the way? Any anything you wanna state up front that you disagree with that's gonna happen in the show before we before you and I blindly support it because we don't want to spoil anything for anyone. We're going to disagree with a lot of the show, but we're going to keep that going episode by episode as yes. it's going on. We should probably bring up at the top uh, the term Guido. Yes. And whether or not it's acceptable for three non-Italians to Say? use throughout this yeah. show. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I have no Italian blood in me. I have not taken a 23andMe test or anything, mm. but just based on my family history, I don't have anything. Same here. I think that's okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's acceptable for them to say it. Well, I don't even know if it is because they're not all Italian. No, they're not. Well, let's not, we'll spoil that when the time comes. Wait, what? Hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll talk, look, that's a, we'll just, Sam, you'll figure out as we go. What are you, okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay, I'm going to let that go. Yeah, just drop it for now. You'll see what happens. We just talked about no spoilers. That's not a spoiler. Well, <laughs> it kind of is. No, it is a little bit, I guess. I was spoiled the moment they started lying about it. <laughs> oh my god! Well, okay, what about this, Sam? We won't tell you who is not Italian, okay? No, now I'm just gonna be thinking which one of them. It could be a little game. Yeah, it'd be a game. You can guess while we watch the show. Okay. Because nothing's more fun than you trying to guess ethnicities. That's a real classy <laughs> game. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm just kind of flabbergasted by the whole idea. Well, I know what you can say. Let's start talking about the first episode. We get introduction of everybody as they start rolling in. They kind of give like a background, I guess, to start with like whatever, like the reason why they're going to the Jersey Shore. They're getting a share house or a shared house. Is that what it's called? Yeah, a share house, which is six to 10 people who chip in for rent for like a summer. Yes. And they're all strangers. None of them know each other. Exactly. And so after we kind of get like an introduction of what the, I guess the gist of the show is, uh, we start to meet the personalities that are coming in. And the very first one is Pauly D. What were your first impressions of Pauly D? He looks like a cartoon character. Yes. But specifically like, like Looney Tunes brand, I think. Okay. Like you're saying if, if he ran through a wall, he would leave a silhouette and his hair would be in the silhouette. Yes, exactly. Like a hole. <sighs> I see him as some sort of trickster. Yes. Kind of like a Roadrunner type. Yeah, he. I could see that. Roadrunner or uh, was it Tweety Bird? Is Tweety Bird a Twixter? I, or, I don't... A Twixta? Twixta. I'm talking like <sighs> Yo. Bird. Yo, I'm the Twixta. 
I'm the Twixta. I'm just imagining him getting thrown like a lawn dart and sticking into something with his hair. Okay. Like some sort of a, a Guido trident. Yeah. And he mentions that he has a tanning bed in his house, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's his Guido sarcophagus. Yes. He just <laughs> he, he he goes to bed in it and he arises from it like a Guido vampire every morning. Yeah, I'm into it. Yes. He also like lives in an attic. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he okay, first off, he lives in like an attic. And they show in the first episode that it like the walls are recessed, but he also has like a pocket rocket or something that he rides around on, right? <laughs> yeah, with a uh, spinning chrome wheels. Yeah. Which I don't know if, the, if I mean if that's his bike, that's awesome that yes. he can afford a tanning bed in his apartment and a tricked out bike with spinning chrome wheels. Well, no, it's his mom's house. Oh, out here in Rhode Island, Guidos. When we stop, our chrome keeps spinning. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, no, Paulie's Paulie's great. I think he's got a lot of personality, and I think that he's gonna make he's gonna add a lot to the show as it, it's progressing. Well, he really brings in his uh, DJ talent as well. Yes, yeah, he is a DJ. We should mention that he's your girl's favorite DJ, specifically yours. Yes, he's an artist. Yeah, no, I, I would say that. So the next person that comes in, it, or the next person that's introduced, is Snooky. What were your first impressions of Snooky? Well, she starts off pretty strong. I agree. Going to Jersey Shore, bitch, is almost the tagline for the entire show. I agree. And I think that she just seems really excited to be there and wants to kind of form. She's looking to have fun. She looks to have fun, but also to get something from it because she wants to marry a Guido. So she's out there fishing on the Jersey Shore. Yeah, she's she's definitely fishing on the shore. Yeah. And yeah, I could see her, you know, pushing herself onto people. Just getting in people's faces and making people understand, hey, this is me. This is what I'm all about. I'm going to find that juiced up gorilla. I want to take him home. He's going to be, she's going to be bonking him on the head with a club, dragging him home uh, <laughs> against his will. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like a tiny tan, like Captain Cave Woman. Yeah. You know, just, I'm just ready to go. I I could see that. I, I think that, I think now everybody could learn something about confidence from Snooky. I think oh, Snooki sure. radiates confidence just out of her. Like it's it's something that's very it comes naturally to her. Yes, which is awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I think that also kind of helps her because um, she's mentioned that her size does not matter in her introduction. Even no. though she has a loud mouth, she sticks up for herself and doesn't give a uh, f word. I think it's okay if you say fuck. I don't feel comfortable. Like we can, we'll blow an air horn over every time you swear. All right. Yeah, nothing about this is comfortable, but that's all right. Yeah, that's the that's the point of the Jersey Shore. I so Snooky is also kind of the mascot of the entire show itself. Oh yeah, for sure. She took a lot of the hate I think that the show got initially because of her personality. And that's really unfortunate. Well, I think she's also getting most of the love of the show as well. I think she was polarizing at in both directions. In both directions. When the show was originally airing, I wasn't watching along and I only knew maybe five things about Jersey Shore. I knew Snooky, I knew mm. I knew the word Snooky. Yeah. You didn't know what Snooky was. Yeah. I thought it was like one of those McDonald's characters, like the hamburglar uh Grimace. Grimace. <sighs> Just orange grimace. <laughs> the the mayor of Burgerland or whatever, the big hamburger head guy. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to our McDonald's podcast where we discuss uh, <laughs> all your favorite McDonald's lore. Yeah. But, I mean, think about it, though. Snooki is more like a McNugget than a human. No, yeah. yeah there, there were McNugget characters, I believe. <laughs> I mean, you remember those McNuggets, like the toys that you dress up? I feel like yeah. you put little like Guidette hair 
and like a like, bump it on one of them. Yeah, like little yeah. makeup, little like cheetah print dress or something, and you sure. and you got a little little snooky nugget. Okay, so moving on, the next personality that we see is Mike. The situation. What are your thoughts about Mike? The situation. Well, I personally think he looks like Rambo pretty much with his shirt off, but uh-huh. you know everything else looks like like a rotten pumpkin. <laughs> You want to you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, please. Well, his head has the if you look at the contours, mm. it looks oh, it's got ridges. The proportions of a of a pumpkin. Man. And that's maybe a little deflated. Sure. But you put that jack-o'-lantern head on top of the headless horseman who's ripped out of his mind. <laughs> and out of his mind. <laughs> you'll have a a little uh, situation going on for you. That's, that's definitely uh, a situation. I mean, he's ripped like Rambo. His head is a decomposing pumpkin, much like Sylvester Stallone's. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like Guido Stallone. I can see that. If I walked in the door and saw myself, I'd gra- gra- I'll grab my girl real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that from- sounds like me saying it, not him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, from Just as a heads up, I refer to him as Mike because we're on a first name basis. Oh, because the situation is way too much to say. Yes. But you have to earn that right, Sam. So you have to call him the situation until at least season two. Well, with abs like that, I'm surprised his name isn't the sit-up situation. That, that was, was really hard to say. Yeah, you just kind of <laughs> let that fall out of your mouth like a blah, blah. wad of gum. <laughs> That's kind of what his head looks like. So we're, we're still on track. I, Mike, just in case you are listening, I love you. I don't think you're ugly. Yeah, please don't yeah. like do an abdominal crunch with my head in the middle of it and destroy my brain. You've been to prison, so there is no doubt in my mind you could kick all of our asses at once. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I started off a little harsh on you, but you know, my body looks like a pumpkin and then I have a human <laughs> head, so. <laughs> That's great. There's nothing wrong with either of those bodies. I think no, we yes. should be comfortable with our non-guido and totally guido bodies so the next person that we get introduced to is sammy the sweetheart she's the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet yeah and uh it seems like her goal just from my you know layman perspective she's wanting to get with as many guys as possible yeah we'll see how that works out for her yeah she's very optimistic in her approach to doing that yes she's not looking for mr right which uh good for her yeah good for her and you know Normally, I feel like if anybody introduces themselves as a sweetheart, they're typically not. But, I mean, who knows? She might surprise me. She might. We'll see. I mean, I think that, like, her style and the way that she presents herself, I think that out of everybody that we're introduced to, she's probably the most opposite as the episode. Even this first episode progresses, I think she's a polar opposite of what she presents herself as in this intro. Oh, being the nice one? No, not even necessarily <laughs> being the nice one. Like, just some of the stuff she talks about. Oh, like trying to get with a lot of hot, sexy guidos. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, we're not going to... We don't want to talk too much about it because we don't want to give anything away for Sam. But yes, you're, I think that Sammy is probably the most interesting person as far as, like, real-world situation goes. But you'll see what I'm talking about for sure. Okay. There's probably quite a few paragraphs and some some psychology books that could have some examples from the show. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there could be. Not to be like rude or anything, but there is some interesting thoughts that come out of Sammy. 
there's a lot going on around her situation yeah. in the show. It's hard to say the word situation when you're in a Jersey Shore podcast because you're not referencing the person, the situation. You're talking about a real situation. Yeah, we probably should have grabbed a thesaurus and written down a bunch of words that mean situation so we could avoid it. But here's the thing is that nobody on the show knows what a thesaurus is. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they, they might have used a thesaurus like in a weightlifting capacity at some point. <laughs> For sure. Like, I feel like Mike could have been in jail and they're like, hey, Mike, you're being too bad. You're too much of a bad boy. We're taking your weights away. So he's like, fine, I'll use this thesaurus. And he's like fucking pumping it. Yes. Well, I think Snooki was sitting on some thesauruses when she was driving to the shore. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way she could see over the wheel. So the next person that we're introduced to is Vinny. Vinny is a mama's boy. Big mama's boy. Vinny the mama's boy is what I think if he was going to have like a... Uh, a moniker? Moniker, yeah. It would be the mama's boy. Yeah. She's cooking for him. She's cleaning for him. Yeah. And it, I, I really like seeing all of the food. Oh I, my gosh. To the me, it, it reminds me of like a Francis Ford Coppola or a like a Martin Scorsese like Italian movie where they have yeah. all the food out and you're watching. So, I know like I, it's pretty stereotypical to say like yeah. a mobster, but like... I mean, that's what Vinny presents himself as. He's got like the Scarface poster, or he doesn't have a, does he have a Scarface poster? No, Polly does in his apartment. Polly does. That's right. You're right. But like that, that's just what it reminds me of. And I like that. I think that's a really cool, it's cool to see that that's like a real thing. And it's not just like a movie thing, like in the Godfather. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. This is probably the only scene of him, mm. you know, at the dinner table, with his family with all these plates and bowls of delicious foods that I'm going to wish that like televisions had smell a vision oh, because, sure. because something tells me that once they get to the house, I'm not going to want to smell anything. Turn that dial off. No. Yeah. You're uh, there's going to be some stuff that's going to happen later that you're going to eat those words. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. I have actually physically gagged a few times during this show, uh, yeah. during select okay. moments. There's, there's some stuff in it that honestly, like it, it is, it is 100% a gag moment. It's disgusting. But we'll, we'll get to that eventually. What I like about Vinny is he brings a different perspective to the house from a lot of the other personalities, characters. What do you mean by that? Well, he is 21 years old, so he's... He's the youngest. He's the youngest by far and pretty much just turned legal drinking age. And he's straight out of college. And he's also has a disdain for the ideas that you make have of a mm. typical Guido that he expresses at the beginning. Guys with the blowouts, the fake tans, the guy wears lip gloss and makeup. Those aren't Guidos there. And uh, they bleeped it out. So I don't know what he said, but he said something probably not nice. I'm sure it was something that you're not going to say. Yeah, yes. he could have said anything there. He could have said anything. Oh, man. But while he was saying that, they were showing Pauly D get ready in his apartment with his 20 cans of hair gel. Yeah, that's true. So it, it is an interesting dynamic where his preconceived notion of what a proper Guido is is very conflicting with the rest of the people in the house. Yeah, because a lot of the people in the house, I think, fit the stereotypes that he brings up, in my opinion. One thing I also noticed in his interview, he was covered in sweat. Whenever yes. he li lifted his <laughs> yes. arms, he was bleeding sweat through his armpits. I don't know why they didn't let him do another take or go tell him to change his shirt. It was the shirt before the shirt, Jackson. Possibly, but yeah. he took it in stride and he was uh, fist pumping as hard as he can. Just He had to be peeled out of that shirt. <laughs> uh, so next, we're introduced to Wow. Jay Wow is like a praying mantis after she has sex with a guy she will rip his head off. 
praying mantis that's that's what a female praying mantis does to its mate after it's like been like i guess it's fertilized by the male it rips its head off to because it's the it feeds on the head i guess ah those i'm not an entomologist yeah i'm actually scared of bugs so (laughs) well i'm not scared of jay wow though i I like jay wow i think she's she's a fun person every time he sees snooki he screams I don't know. I just kind of think it's funny how she's got this like crazy, like, I want to have sex with you and rip your head off mentality, but yet she has a boyfriend. Yeah, she's got Tom the boyfriend. So that means that they've never had sex because he's still alive. That's true. His head's still there. Yeah. I mean, as far as we know, I've only heard his voice. I've never seen him. I think they show him in the intro, don't they? When they're, they're walking they do, yeah. down the boardwalk holding hands. Oh, did they show him? I didn't think yeah. they showed his face. Though. They do. And then they cut to her saying, I'm going to be a kid in a candy store. I just can't wait to see what happens, which is really foreboding for their relationship. I think uh, that she's going into the shore <laughs> with the expectation of cheating on him. She's going into that candy store looking straight at the lollipops. Oh, man. I'm just imagining the boyfriend just going, yep, that's reassuring. Like, just watching this, just going, yeah, I'm not going to get cheated on. Yeah, this is going to be a good thing for a relationship that you're here. Well, and it's like, I guess she assumes that Tom's not going to watch it. Tom is, Tom is her boyfriend. Yeah, Tom, don't look. Tom, stop watching. Tom, I just imagine she, like, looks at the camera, Tom, turn it off right now. And then she just goes and does some fucked up stuff. I mean, she might. We'll get to it. Potentially. But, I mean, as for her personality in the... uh in the intro, she is portraying herself as kind of like manipulator, mm. like a deceiver, a manipulator, but she doesn't really appear that way in the show. I feel like it, it's like you were saying with Sammy, mm. not really showing the same traits as her uh, introduction. Sure. I feel like that applies to Wow as well, because I feel like one thing about these interviews at the beginning, I think a lot of these were audition tapes in order to get onto the show. So they may have been trying to project an image. Oh, sure. To garner interest from the producers in order to put them in the show. Yeah, and that makes sense. At least from my what I've seen of Jay Wow in the show, I mean, she I feel like this isn't a very good summary of how she acts. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think once you say that you think it's an audition tape, that really puts it into perspective because I bet you're right. They were like, hey, I've got this big personality. I want to be on this show. I'm the right fit for this. And so they try to live it up a little bit, even though when they get on the show, they're not like that at all. But once they're on the show, they're locked in. So far, I feel like the one that probably lives his audition tape is Polly D, though. Not going to lie. I feel like he's like that all the time. I mean, there's a lot of investment to who he is from what I can see. You're not going to have a tanning bed in your house if you're not really living that Guido lifestyle. That's true. I also believe Ronnie is 100% genuine in yes. everything he says oh, shit, uh, to a fault. The next person we see is Ronnie. Do you want to give us a little rundown huh. of Ronnie? The Ronnie rundown. Ronnie rundown. Jackson, give us Go. that Ronnie rundown. So he looks like Brock Lesnar. He <laughs> has a the professional wrestler professional wrestler mma fighter Mm -hmm. but he also has a foot-long crucifix around his neck yes very large necklace and he is very aggressive in this and he's very upfront about what his plans are going Mm -hmm. into this yes he has one rule never fall in love at the jersey shore yes and his idea is to just take off his shirt and as he says let the women come to you it's like a fly to shit yeah. Uh, so he obviously doesn't have a very high opinion of women. Ronnie, Ronnie always talks about shit like that. He's got that stink. Anytime he's talking about like he's trying to be sexual or anything, anytime he's trying to be sexy, whatever, it's always about it's always like 
feces, shit. It's always it's always that stuff. You notice mm. that? Yes. He's gross. <laughs> like I said, smell a vision would be bad. No, yeah, because I bet. I mean, Ronnie probably eats a lot of meat. He probably takes fucking massive dumps. <laughs> Just massive meaty Ronnie dumps. Yeah, and then all he's over like, the house. He loves it. My favorite thing about Ronnie is when he was talking about how he can't be with a girl that's prettier than him, mm. which, I mean, looking at him, he's all jacked and stuff, but yeah. I don't know about the pretty part. He kind of looks like Brock Lesnar and Donkey Kong put together. Yeah, he's definitely like the missing link between man and ape. Well, he has that barrel of uh, protein powder that he shakes above his head. If he was alive in the 1960s, they could have cast him in Planet of the Apes and not had to put any makeup on him. Yeah. Like, that, that's, the, that's the kind of aura that Ronnie gives to me, in my opinion. I could see that. Monkey business. His eyes look like a shark's eyes to me. Like, they're just tiny, like, like beady, like, no, there's no color, it's just black. And the look in the eye, just, you know that he wants to physically harm you in some way, and I'm sure he will <laughs> after he hears us talking about him like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I will call the police, so please don't harm me. I've already Ronnie-proofed my entire house, so, yeah. I mean, if Ronnie shows up, I mean, he can bang on the door for a while, but I don't know if he's going to be able to get in. Sam bolted all of his beds down to the ground, so there would be no bed flipping? No, no bed flipping allowed. So the next person we meet, and the last person, is Angelina. What do you think of Angelina? I think this was the example of an audition tape. This is the most obvious example because she has an accent in this that she doesn't carry into the show. No, a very, very strong accent in the audition tape. Staten Island, right? She's the Kim Kardashian of Staten Island. Hey. Real boobs, nice, fat ass. Yeah. I hope she said that, and that's just not in my notes. I think it was... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe. I don't remember her saying it. It's definitely not in mine. So, uh oh. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. So, um, yeah. We know how Jackson feels about her. Yeah. Why don't you tell us uh, your opinion, Sam? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. We're not ranking them on their attractiveness either. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and definitely, I mean, I feel like she kind of, she's kind of the most tame one. Okay. Of, of, of the group. I mean, compared to the extreme human beings that we were, the showcase of extreme sure. human beings that we were just subjected to. By the end of it, I was just like, huh, like, like anything's possible. Like, I was really surprised that, like, it, there wasn't, like, a talking affliction shirt that was a character on the show. Yeah, just like it was an invisible person, just the shirts walking around. Yeah, it's all just like. Out, like, it's being worn by someone. Yo, my name is Al Fliction. Yeah, Al Fliction would be good. He's just out there, you know, committing as many crimes as possible as far as uh, partying too hard and getting yeah. himself in trouble. Yeah, Angelina, I don't know. She's she's definitely very interesting in my opinion. I think that as the episode progresses, you really, she becomes the biggest person in the house, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Bigger than Ronnie. Well, I mean, like in a, in a personality big. sense, not in a like a hamburger man way. If Ronnie was going to, if Ron, bring me back McDonald's, Ronnie would be either the mayor, the hamburger head mayor guy, or which one would you say? Grimace? Grimace is a monster. And I think Ronnie is also a monster. Like okay. jacked, like jacked Grimace. If Grimace's body proportions were flipped upside down. Yes. Instead of having a huge gut and like really narrow shoulders, it was like massive shoulders and like no gut. Yes. Okay. 
One thing about Angelina, she has a boyfriend like Jay Wow, but yes. I get the completely different view of her in her intro than Jay Wow. Jay Wow says, I'm going to be a kid at the candy store. Mm. I can't wait to cheat on my boyfriend. I'm paraphrasing. But <laughs> clearly, Angelina remains calm as she's talking about it. She says, It's going to be a big test for her and her boyfriend to see yeah. if it's okay. If he trusts me, it's going to go well. I think that's bodes well better for her relationship with her boyfriend. At least it seems so from the beginning sure. uh, that she has. Has a little bit more respect for the relationship now whether or not that's the case again these could be audition tapes these could just be yeah. the first day that they're speaking maybe they're being a little bit different than their actual selves no that makes sense i don't feel like anybody in the house is going to be a remarkably good like test taker especially when relationships are being tested and pushed to their limits i don't yes. know I, I just got that feeling that in an environment like this where everyone's going wild and everyone's as chiseled and oily as as they appear to be I think some bad, bad decisions are going to be made. So now that we've met everybody and before we move into the actual like episode where everybody arrives at the house and they, you know, pick the rooms and everything. Who, what are your impressions? What do, what do you who's your favorite? Who's your favorite personality going into this? Let's start with you, Sam. Uh, Polly D is probably going to be my favorite just because he's the most stereotypical Guido type from from what I can see. Plus, I like the mm. DJ thing. I could definitely see him taking command of the club in those situations. OK, cool. With the help of his friend's situation. What about you, Jackson? Well, it's a little difficult having seen a few of the seasons, but sure. just based off the intro, I would say Snooki has real good energy to her. And I think just watching the intro, I think she's going to rule over the house with her party energy. I would also pick Snooki, but since I don't want to have two of us pick Snooki, I'm going to pick Wow because she would be my okay. second. I like Wow. I think Wow is fun. Yes. Just based off of her first impression, not knowing anything about the future. Okay. So the episode moves in to everybody moving in. And yes. to kind of glaze over, everybody sort of has to come up to the house. They have to pick the room, and it's dependent on the order that they arrive. To spare everybody the laundry list of everybody arriving and picking rooms, does anybody want to summarize that that event that takes place? Yeah, which can I interject real quick a yes. brief description of the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's start with the description of the house and then move into uh, maybe like room placement or if there's any notable decisions that were made on room choice. Yes. Because the house is kind of a character in itself. I oh, would yeah. say that the house is my favorite character. I'm taking back what I said about Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say it's the house. Danny's Danny's house. Danny's house. I just remember seeing like giant like Cadillac logo, but it's got like Italian flag like coloring like built into it, like the red, white and green. Mm. Just total party house. The place was designed with, you know, multiple beds in each bedroom so everybody can be bunked up with each other and get to know each other a little bit better. Mm. Yeah. Was there any notable decor, Jackson, that you saw? Yeah, so on the wood paneling that's on every single wall. I, I cannot believe <laughs> that Danny thought that was a good idea. Hey, it's a good idea because of all the vomit he's going to have to clean. You don't have to repaint all the rooms. Then he should have covered the house in vinyl or linoleum. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you could have just brought a power washer in and sprayed the whole place down. I did notice two themes throughout the house. It's either something with an Italian flag on it, or mm. it is Al Pacino playing another race because there is a, <laughs> a Scarface poster. Yeah, There's uh -huh. a Scarface poster in the house, which mm -hmm. Polly actually already has his own in his apartment. I'm curious yeah. if he brought his own or if that Wait was something that was already in the house. I believe it was something already in the house I think because there's also, the house. there's also a Carlito's Way poster in the house really i don't remember really? seeing that 
It's in the hallway. You see it for a brief second in the first episode. That's hilarious. So in Scarface, Al Pacino played Cuban-American, I believe, yes. in that movie. And then in Carlito's Way, he played a Puerto Rican. You're right. Al Pacino is neither of those. And also, <laughs> I don't understand how that relates to... Italian culture? Italian culture, other than Al Pacino is an Italian actor. I, I believe it's just due to the fact that the Italian community may be very proud of Al Pacino. He's one sure. of the greats. But I do think that there's plenty of other choices of movies where he does actually play an Italian. Okay, I was just about to ask, in the what was it, The Goodfellas? Did he play an Italian in that? In The Godfather. The God, sorry, The Godfather. He wasn't in Goodfellas, right? No. Okay. It's Ray Liotta. Okay. That's another prominent Italian. Yeah, no po- no posters for Ray Liotta. But he was not. I would say, would you pick Ray Liotta over... Al Pacino? What was... Al Pacino? I forgot his name. <laughs> I have lost a lot of respect for Al Pacino after Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler movie, and a few other oh, thinkers Al Pacino in. was in Jack and Jill? Yes. You haven't seen that, Trader? I, have not, I, I, don't, I don't go out of my way to torture myself with Adam Sandler movies. Well, I'm going out of my way right now to torture myself with this Guido experience that I'm undergoing. But yeah, it's a nightmare. He has a full musical sequence in that. Where, where he sings? Where he sings and he's doing a Dunkin' Donuts ad saying Dunkachino. No way! And it is uh, wild. We'll probably cover that in one of our other Jersey Shore podcast episodes. That's amazing. If I had to guess, they probably watch it while uh, the show's going on. I bet they do. I, that seems like a movie that they would love. Yes. But yeah, so in the house too, Sam said there's a Cadillac bumper on the wall. Yeah, something like that. It was a big Cadillac logo, but it was yeah. like made up to look like the Italian flag. I thought that was fun. I definitely noticed the Scarface poster. Yeah. All, all of the furniture in the place seems like it's just kind of, you know, pieced together from random, you know, thrift stores. So I have a degree in furniture design. Okay. I have a a bachelor of fine arts degree. And I was telling Jackson the first time we watched it that every item that was in their room was from Ikea. And I knew the names of the majority of the different series that they had in that apartment, in the, in the, in the share house. And that's because all of those of the beds and the nightstands and the like dressers that they had in the rooms are things that Ikea still currently makes. Isn't that weird? From 10 years ago. Oh, so you're telling me I can trans I can transform my bedrooms into a Jersey Shore sharehouse bedroom. You could you could go to IKEA tonight and you could pick up everything that they had in there because IKEA still makes it. And I don't know how long they had made it before that, but like the beds the Malm series, M A L M. Yeah. And I'd have to look at the other things that are in there, but that's the one that sticks out because that's the bed that I have. Oh. But it's a king size. They all have the the baby infant sizes. Yeah, they're, they're race car beds. Yeah, but that was that was a that's my connection to the Jersey Shore. Well, it makes sense that they have it all be more disposable, cheaper furniture. Yeah, I don't think some of the stuff that they do could be cleaned out. IKEA beds are easy to flip. I think I've never done oh. it, but they're made out of like composite cardboard and like veneer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're practically hollow. It's very interesting. But yeah, so. As far as the rest of the decor goes, it's a great, it's a fantastic interior. 
It screams 2009. Yes. Jackson, do you want to talk maybe about the move-in special and how everybody, if there's any of note instances that happened during that that you think stand out? Yeah, exactly. So there's a, a quick rundown situation arrives first to the house because he wants first dibs on the room. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon after situation looks around, Pauly D arrives. And Mike and Paulie D hit it off immediately. Yes. They look like they have been friends for years, just off of their first handshake. And they decide they want to be roommates immediately and potentially room with a girl as their third roommate. That's smart, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say, so they so they can share? Like, what what is their, their goal here? Well, I mean, in 2009, they were probably treating the women like they were meat. But like, as our 2020 or 2020 vision, we know that whoever the girl is is going to cock block them. Yes. 100%. Oh, yeah. I think they come to that realization throughout the show pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah they're, they're like, we made a mistake. Absolutely. So after Polly arrives, then Sammy Sweetheart shows up and Mike thinks she is beautiful and wants to grace her with the opportunity to hook up with him. And mm-hmm. Sammy says Mike and Paul should, they have both banging bodies and are hot as hell. So yeah. there's already some steam coming in uh, the house and there's only three people in yes. the, the kitchen so far. In the, in the kitchen. Sammy uh, moves into their room, right? Yes, Mike asked Sammy if uh, she would room with them. That's cool. That's smooth. That is smooth, and I, I think that he might regret it, but... Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that. Time will tell. The next arrival was Vinny, mm-hmm. the 21-year-old. Yes, Vinny, the 21-year-old. The mama's boy. The mama's boy. He walks in and sees a spiky-haired Guido kid yes. named Polly. <laughs> And a, a kid, Polly Polly D is 29 in this. Yes. Okay. 28 or 29. One of the two. Vinny seems to think everyone's lower than him. In my opinion. I yeah. agree. He calls everyone kid or girl. Maybe that's just kind of snooty how he speaks, but no, I'm, that's like a thing. If, if you refer to people as like boy, kid or girl, you're talking down to them. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's like a whole thing that we could discuss on this that has to do with like race and stuff, but we'll, we'll get to our race podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my fishing rod and try to reel this back in. <laughs> Please do. Well, Jared, what did Polly or what did Vinny describe Polly as? He said he was perfect. 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 I, I so I had an Italian boss when right when I got out of college and that's how she would tell me I looked every day when I came in like mm-hmm. the, I would meet with her right when I got to work and she would say Jared you look perfect and I that always made me feel really good I think it's a really good compliment it is yeah it'd be nice to be called perfect yeah. yeah I mean she was definitely not the perfect boss but it was nice to know that I was perfect I guess <laughs> you are the perfect employee no that's not what she was saying I was perfect <laughs> I was a terrible employee so Vinny obviously likes Polly, even though it goes mm-hmm. against his intro. He says he's perfect. He sees Mike, describes him as a big, muscular Guido kid, yes. and then determines Sammy, not the hottest girl. I would definitely expect a little hotter. I don't know what kind of expectations he was coming into the house with, but based off of that and also him calling everyone kid, it's not a good look for Vinny. No, it's not. No, Vinny, he, I don't know. Like, I think you're right. He definitely, I think he thinks he's better than everyone else on some kind of I guess like I mean, not even necessarily intellectual level, but just in general, like he he thinks that he's everything about him is more suitable than anybody else that he meets at the house, which is sad. 
I mean, that's not really a good way to go into meeting new people, in my opinion. Definitely not. But at first glance, he definitely seems to be like the most normal human being of the group. You're saying that because he's got like the like the egg shaped head and the, the tiny eyes. He's just got, you know, <laughs> he's just got a normal haircut. I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't, you know, dress like as crazy as the other guys. He's just, you know, he's just a guy. He's just trying to yeah. figure it out. He definitely uh, appropriates a lot in his clothing choice. Oh, he wears yeah, the, the big pants, the big shirt. He usually matches his uh, hat, shirt, and his shoes. Oh, yeah. Gotta which at the, the time kicks. was not something that was necessarily specific to Italians. So, I mean, he, he definitely, uh, he, he dresses like he's, he's part of a different subculture. Mm. But it's, like, not his subculture. But he does sometimes. Like, he'll wear, like, the beater shirt. Is that what you call those still? Wife beaters? <laughs> like the white tank tops? <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I would say so. I think that's fitting. Yeah. In this time period. I would describe Vinny as like like a low-fat mayonnaise okay. of the show. Yeah. I see him as kind of a normie. I don't know, some, some kind of uh, less personality than the rest of the show, A little uh, while Snooki may be like a flaming hot Cheeto. Or okay. Or Ronnie may be like when you bite your lip and you taste a little blood. Mm. I think... <laughs> I think Vinny is a low-fat mayonnaise. So you're saying that if if you were going to go to, like, Walmart with Vinny, because I'm assuming that's where he buys his groceries, he would buy, like, white bread, mayonnaise, bananas with no peels, like, a lot of white foods. Yes. Chicken gravy. Is that a diet? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, there's, like, a white food diet. It's, like, all white Italian. <laughs> Europeans have been doing it for years, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it it. So after Vinny comes, uh, who rolls in next? Is it Jay Wow? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're all on the roof and they see Jay Wow get out of her car. Yeah. Vinny runs downstairs because he wants to take the solo room because he oh, says yeah. Jay Wow looks high maintenance. That's another Vinny judgment. Yeah. And yeah. Jay Wow arrives. I thought she had her clothes in a trash bag. She had her bag. She had uh, a bag, but also everything in a white trash bag. Yeah, uh, but she was carrying other things, and we'll get back to this point in a moment. But yeah, tra- the, remember the trash bag. Keyword: yeah. trash bag. Do not for, do not forget the trash bag. Bookmark the trash bag in your yeah. brain. But uh, she walks in with her trash bag and mm. <laughs> introduces herself to everyone, and she says uh, she's disappointed when Vinny took the single bedroom because uh, she said she wanted it. So it's good yeah. that Vinny ran through the house, uh, rolled on the floor. <laughs> and spin dashed into that room to kind of claim it for himself. Well, another Vinny judgment is that he says her that she shouldn't have a nickname, right? Yes, yeah, she he, says, he says, Jay he wow. says, Jay Wow, just go by Jenny. Nobody else here has a nickname, you know, like Sammy Sweetheart, Mike the or, Situation, or, or Polly D. D. Which Vinny, the bland name, really helps him yeah. market himself. Yeah, he, he, he stands out in a crowd of uh, big personalities by being the guy who stands in the back. I know when I, around the time period when this was airing, I didn't know who Vinny was. I didn't watch the show. I knew Snooki. Yeah. I know Situation. Uh, I've heard Jay Wow. I knew, no, I, I knew everybody in this. And the first time we watched it when Vinny showed up, I was like, I did not know he was in this. Because I'd at least seen everybody in like a promo art or something. I might not have known their name. I think Sammy was the only one I didn't know the name of. Yeah. But I knew what she was because of the Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie, stop. That whole deal. Those are cries for help. Yeah, the, 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 the cry that was heard for miles, hundreds of miles. And no one did a thing. Nobody did. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. It's yeah. disgusting. 
So after Wow comes in, uh, Snooki arrives, which she had some car trouble getting into the house. Yeah. Or not getting into the house, getting to the house. Her yeah, she was driving down. her car into the living room. Which, can I pause? On their way to the house, uh-huh. I believe Sammy was using MapQuest. And she had it printed out, right? She had it printed out. It kind of <laughs> dates the show right there. That's like yeah. a. I thought it was an evergreen show. <laughs> I have never done that in my life. I have never used MapQuest since I've had a driver's license. That's that's and bullshit. I and, and I am an adult. I have not. I've never printed out something on MapQuest. I bet if we went through your glove compartment, you've got a bunch of MapQuest printouts in it. <laughs> nope. Yeah, zero. To Denny's or something. Yeah, to Denny's. I am almost 30 years old now, and I've never used MapQuest to get somewhere. I don't believe that. 100% true. That's hilarious. I, I, I'm i glad that you pointed that out. That's a that's a fun <laughs> that's a fun moment, I think, in the show. This show has a lot of really good moments that remind you that it's 2009, and that's one of them. Yeah. The other is the way they refer to women. Just just wait until they have to make a collect phone call. Well, I think that happens in this. Or, or, or pull out their AOL startup disk when they get a computer. Like, what else What else are they going to do? Yeah. So Snooki arrives. Yes. She immediately kicks down the door, screaming, party's here. Party's here. Ask for shots before even bringing anything into the house. No luggage yeah. or anything like that. She just immediately wants to start drinking. So I don't know if she left that in her car or... She might not have brought anything. I'm still not convinced that she wasn't drunk on arrival. Well, I hope that the producers wouldn't let her drive drunk to the house. Uh, I feel like the producers are going to let these guys do just about whatever they want. No, just from what wrong, I can see. But I would just I would just think that maybe they'd be good people. Eh. Yeah, just wear sunglasses. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. just sunglasses. But yeah, Snooki makes an immediate bad first impression with everybody. There's not a single person, I think, in the house at the, that point because she's like the sixth or something person that shows up. Yeah. There's not anybody out of the initial five that I think liked her immediately. None of them looked at her and said, "I," you know what I mean? Like she didn't have that same kind of chemistry that like Mike and Polly had or yeah. Wow and Sammy had. And like Vinny, you know, I mean... Did he? He didn't have chemistry with anybody. No, well, Vinny. So. Vinny couldn't even pass chemistry. The rest of the interactions look like the first day at like a summer camp when people are yep. meeting each other. Uh, Snooki mm-hmm. arrives and she clearly knows she's on a TV show, and I think she was just trying to play up her character and have her oh, moment for sure. coming in. Absolutely. Well, and she. I think to be on brand, she did a great job. Oh yeah, yeah it worked completely because I yep. know who Snooki is. Yeah, coming into the show. But it did not leave a very strong, it left a poor first impression amongst the other, I believe, five that were already there. Yeah. But after Snooki arrives, then good old Ronnie comes in. Good old Ronnie. 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 Snooki is just lusting after him. Oh, man. Just right as he comes in. There's a big sploosh. (laughs) That big old steak walking through the door. Yeah. He's a perfect definition of a gorilla juice head, mm-hmm. just veined out of his mind. He's our namesake. <laughs> I mean, basically. Yeah, we might need to rethink that, guys. We uh, <laughs> we, we based our entire podcast after Ronnie. Yikes. <laughs> Jared's based his entire life on Ronnie. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been working out, except for it's only my legs. I'm trying to do only leg days. I'm trying to get that Chun-Li body. To prepare for the, the stripper pole exercises. Strong legs that hang upside down. Yeah. Those thick thighs. I What I've been doing is I walk vertically up the stripper pole just on my feet because I wear suction cups. And that's how I get all my leg strength. <laughs> I think that's one of the I things that Ronnie... I around in circles like I'm a fan propeller. Just as fast as I can screaming. Isn't that one of the things that Ronnie like asks for? Yeah, he's like, I'll give it a, get a stripper pole in here. Yeah, <laughs> let's get a stripper pole. 
Ronnie has a very strange vernacular too. Like whenever he's talking, he he always ends everything with like a "Yeah, am I right?" or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he just needs a little bit of confirmation. He's like, like he know, like he knows what he's saying is wrong. It's like he, he's, <laughs> well, he's ending it with like he's having a stroke. <laughs> he he knows what he's saying is like just at its core the wrong thing to say. But he's like, Absolutely. oh, <laughs> but he always ends it with a "You know what I'm saying?" I think <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And everyone at home's just going. <laughs> everyone at home's just going. No, Ronnie, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, who do we have that shows up last? Who, who the last but not least? Here comes Angelina with the trash bags. Yeah, yeah. everybody roasts Angelina from the moment she gets inside. Oh yeah, she didn't stand a chance. But she does slut shame everybody in there, including the guys. Mm. Which is pretty gross for, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that'd be a compliment for the boys. You, you Wait, you felt bad for them? No, I felt like that'd be a compliment for the boys. The boys well, are like, yeah. yeah, we are. They'd be like, yeah. But I mean, you know, it, you shouldn't like slut shame anybody. I mean, nobody's, a, I mean, if you, if you want to have multiple partners, that's fine. Oh yeah, it's nobody's business but your own. As long as everybody's consenting, like it's completely acceptable. I wonder how much consent's going to happen in this house over the course of this series. Well, we'll get to uh. it. Hmm. Maybe once. Maybe once. <laughs> so Angelina has her stuff in a garbage bag. And Vinny immediately points it out when I, the first time we watched this, and even when we rewatched it for this, I was like, Wow brought hers in a garbage bag too. Why is everybody picking on Angelina? Because her body's not as rocking as Wow's. But what did you, what was the thing that Jackson said about her earlier? He liked her butt and her tits. Is that what he said? I, that is a quote from her. That, that, was, that, that was a personal statement of my brother's. I had that in quotations, and I believe she actually said that. All right, I would not leave that note and play me the tape. Objectify her in such a way. <laughs> okay, but I yeah, she walked in with that black trash bag, the Santa Claus bag. Yeah, and <laughs> Jay Wow showed up bearing all kinds of gifts. The Santa Claus bag has her white trash bag that she carries in, but she's also carrying like a purse and some other things. Yeah, when she when everybody's roasting Angelina, Jay Wow has dumped all of her shit out on the floor and is trying to hide the trash bag. So nobody sees it. Oh, yeah. She's shoving her stuff down the trash compactor to try to hide it. <laughs> I'll show you trash. <laughs> All right. So after that, Danny, the house owner, the houseman, the guy who's renting them, like their landlord, I guess. Yeah, I think that'd be a landlord. I like calling him the houseman, though. He's also their boss, which they have the most the most interesting work situation. Or in, What's another word for situation, Sam? Scenario. Scenario. Very interesting work scenario. Sam the scenario. I am the scenario. Here we go, yo. We got a scenario on our hands. <laughs> but yeah, he's, there's a very interesting boss landlord dynamic that Danny brings because Danny is neither intimidating in any way, nor is he confident when he's speaking about anything. Oh, of course It always not. sounds like he's second guessing himself. <laughs> like, uh, do you actually want us to pay rent? Yeah, they're like, we'll give you money. Our, our parents gave us their credit cards. Yeah. So they don't pay rent, though. They're working at his T-shirt shop for board, right, for the summer? Yeah. I guess. The T-shirt shop, Sam. I don't know if they're actually making, like, uh, a stipend or any money, I think. I, I don't know how legal this scenario tax-wise is. Probably not. Well, Snooky, so Snooky's drunk at this point, too, when Danny's there, right? So anyway, oh, sorry. Danny explains the work situation. He says, hey, or scenario, sorry. He explains the work scenario. He says, <laughs> you guys will show up tomorrow for orientation. Yes. And then Snooky proceeds to, I think they show her drink three or four tequila shots right when Danny leaves. 
Yes. She's ready for it. So she starts grinding on the situation in the kitchen. She's creeping everybody out. Yeah. From here, they transition to like kind of the, the first night, right? Where everybody's on the roof trying to have fun. Yeah, the first story arc, I guess. And, and Snooki's a drama queen the whole time because she doesn't feel like anybody likes her. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, she's sexually assaulted two people immediately. She uh, yes. tried to pull down Polly D's pants, mm. like to look at his uh, pierced penis. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm glad I have that pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> and rubs her ass on uh, Mike's crotch, and uh-huh. he's just eating, and then he's like, I gotta get out of here, and runs away. I liked how his response to that was, it was like a horror movie for a second. Like, this orange gremlin just came out of nowhere and just rubbed it all over him. And it's like, they've known each other for, what, how long do you think at that point? Man, dude, it's like, you get Snooky wet, and she turns into a gremlin, right? It's like it's like minutes, and she's just like all over him. Yeah. Yeah, it's that gremlin's porn parody I watched. Yeah, instead of a mogwai, it's a Snooky. Uh-huh. There you go. You just gotta, you don't give it tequila after midnight, I guess, or after noon. Uh, yeah, before noon. Before, before noon. noon. <laughs> It was like current. It was like nine thirty in the morning when this was happening. There's gonna be like a scene where Snooky's in a microwave, <laughs> like from the first Gremlins. I'm just ready for Gremlins too. There's like electric Snooky. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's just all these Snookies. <laughs> yeah, she gets. She starts shooting little Snookies out of her back. Oh fuck. All right, all right, because that just translates from, like, gremlins to minions. So I'm imagining just orange minions all over the place, yes. but they're Snookies. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about minions, so I, like, I've never seen those, I guess. I can say now I know slightly more about Guidos than I do about minions. So yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm, I'm, I'm learning something, guys. That's good. Yeah. So they're on the roof. Snooky takes everything off except for her bra and her thong and hops in the hot tub. And Vinny says, I think, one of the best quotes ever in the show. And when she gets in the hot tub, he says, is that wettable? Is that wettable? Turns out it is, Vinny, because Snooky, well, does she take anything off in the hot tub? I don't remember. I remember somebody taking a thong off, but I think that happens later on in the episode. I, th- I think that's one of the other guests that Got show it. up. Yeah, I was about to say, if Snooky took something off, I think I'd try to block it from my memory. It's understandable. That being said, not very good first impression on uh, her other castmates' characters' well, personalities. Because of her actions there, because of her actions in the hot tub, everybody leaves her and goes out on the boardwalk later, right? Yeah, she uh, goes and passes out in some room, uh, yeah. and they don't bother to wake her up. Which I don't necessarily blame them. Too I wouldn't much. either. Well, then that's when she has like this interaction. So there's a duck phone in the house. If you're unfamiliar. It's a phone that quacks, and it looks like a wooden duck, like a decoy. Yeah, at first, I don't think I would know that was a phone. I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? I agree. Well, that's kind of what happens with Snooky. I think that, Jackson, you said she enters like a Twilight Zone, or a Twilight Zone episode, like a Twin Peaks, like Red Room scenario with the phone, because it's like people are calling her, and they're like, she's like, this is Snooky, and they're like, no, you're not, and then she hangs up, and then they call her back. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, hello, hold on. And then she sets the phone down. The phone hangs up. Somebody calls back. She picks it back up. They say, are you going to hang up on me again? No. So she sets the phone back down, hangs back up. And then she picks it back up to make a phone call. And But the phone's ringing while she's trying to make it. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. It's like a very strange, like old comedy bit. Like a who's on first kind of a thing. Yeah. She's like, she's like juggling duck phones, except there's only one duck phone. She's just juggling the idea of a phone call in her brain. And yeah. she can't, she can't really uh, figure out how that works. No, I, I agree. If I had a time machine, I, my one thing I would do is to go back to that moment and put a taxidermy duck right next to it. <laughs> Oh, that good call. That way she can't tell which one's the phone. She just keeps holding up a real duck to her ear. Hello? 
No, I just say she's like holding the duck, the taxidermy one, and is, doesn't understand why it's not coming into two. Because like the phone disconnects in the middle to become like the, the dial pad and then the top. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, this is an old, old phones, old home phones used to have a cord that held the base of it to the actual phone itself. Yeah, I was about to say, let's focus on the fact that it's 2009 and they're using a landline, which yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a landline. No, the last time uh, anybody has used a landline is when they're making a call out of prison. Or on a duck phone. Yeah, and I don't even know. I don't. I mean, in my apartment, I don't even think there's an attachment for a landline anymore. Well, I guess there is. I have internet. My favorite moment from the Duck Saga is when Snooky calls her dad, and her dad picks up and asks, "Who is this?" She says, "Hey, it's Nicole." And he goes, "No, it's not," and he hangs up on her. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls her back, or she calls him back, right? I believe so. I think he may have disowned her the second she left the house. Yeah. Who? Who? <laughs> Nicole who? Snooky who? Get out of here. No, it's not. That's not my daughter. Don't speak that name. Well, also, is this the this is the time that everybody comes back because Tom, Tom called, uh, JWoww's boyfriend. Yes. And Snooky says, Hey, JWoww, your boyfriend called. And that is a huge deal. Oh, in everyone the house. freaks out. They're like, Ooh, you've got a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. That you're a shady bitch, Jay Wow. What a shady oh, bitch! Wow, that sounds like Vinny. She yeah. didn't. She didn't tell us she had a boyfriend. What a shady bitch that Jay Wow is. Wow. I'll help you forget about your boyfriend. That's what Paulie D says. Yeah. He threatens that to her, right? He does. He like threatens her to say, "I'm gonna make you forget about him," and she's like, "What?" <laughs> Paulie D, famous DJ and hypnotist. Yes. Well, he has those turntables spinning with uh, spirals on them. <laughs> he, he like borrowed one of like Vinny's giant cross chains and he's like swinging it in front of your face. <laughs> he's like, you're feeling very sleepy. I feel like they would put that to a lot of use. Yikes. That's why the, that's why, yeah. <laughs> that's why his bike had spinners on it. He was just hypnotizing people as they were going down the street. Yes. So they're, they go to orientation the next day. Cause like after, after this happened, Oh no, no, sorry. Snooky th throws up and nobody wants to hold her hair for her. At the oh, end of the no. night, Snooky is completely drunk because she's been drinking the whole day and she's puking her guts out. And, and she's like, someone please hold my hair. And Sammy's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going to happen. But because of that, she's at, she goes to work late the next day and misses orientation. The producers decided it was a good idea to leave her mic on while she was throwing yes. up. And this is one of the parts where I, I actually gagged during because the noises were so disgusting. I'm actually going to recreate them on the mic right now. Okay, Give please it to do. Me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's pretty good. Ugh. Yeah, but you could hear like the dribble. And yeah. I... Almost stop watching the show right then. Hopefully you don't stop listening to the podcast for what I just did to you. I apologize. I mean, you gave him warning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We didn't get a warning when we were watching no, it. No warning. No. Just sloshing. But yeah, noises. so Snooki's uh, late the next day to orientation. Danny's furious. He, uh, What does he say to her? She gets a slide day. She ends up showing up late. <laughs> Today's a slide day, but after this, it counts. How many times have you went to work late, like hours late, and have been like, oh, sorry, I was puking my guts out, and your boss said, you can go home, today's a slide. Zero day. times. Have, that has it happened to you, Jackson? It has not, no. I've went to work sick and told my boss I wanted to stay, and they've sent me home, but never, ever have I gotten a slide no. day. I'm imagining that after he says slide day and they show her walking away, like it's like a slide whistle playing in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now, hey, homework, Sam. Next time, bring a slide whistle. All right. To uh, it's in my Amazon shopping cart right now. Thank you. But yeah, so Snooky got late. <laughs> <laughs> Snooky was late. Danny tries to take this very seriously, but looks like a like a goober the whole time. I, I have a feeling he's not going to be able to. This is not a good start for Snooky, but this is also not a very good start for Danny to show his uh, managerial no prowess yeah. because he looks like a huge loser in this, just in my opinion. In the whole show or just this 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 scenario? Well, in this scenario, but I mean, he's pretty consistent with uh, this level of giving in to whatever demands they I, have. I'm yeah. kind of surprised that slide day didn't become a catchphrase. Like they're just like slide day and then they don't go to work the next day. It might later. I believe after this is when we kind of see Sammy and Mike hit it off a bit, right? It was well, they were hitting it off on the boardwalk while uh, Snooky was yes. passed out, holding hands uh, as they're walking, and everyone's kind of making glances, taking notice that they're becoming kind of an item. Yeah, you don't go to the Jersey Shore to fall in love. That's what I think. That's what Ronnie said. I don't remember. Yeah. So Vinny shows a really good side of himself soon after because they decide to make a meal. Mike is an incredible cook, I guess. I, I was very impressed with his kitchen prowess. I mean, I'm not an amazing cook. I'm like, I, I, I'm trying to get better at it. I try to sure. like pick one thing and like get good at it and then move on to another yeah. thing and get good at it. What, yeah, you, what did you start on like to get good at? Was it like a, like a, my, like my, my thing? Uh, well, grilled cheese. I can make a pretty good grilled cheese, but I feel that's like good. that's kind of more simple. Um, my, my good thing, if my, if I had a go-to good thing would be a uh, chicken Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo? Chicken Alfredo. I, okay. Now, I feel like if I fed my chicken Alfredo to any of these uh, Guidos, they'd probably vomit. But <laughs> to me, it's pretty good. Sure. So I there's that. It. Yeah. I've had your chicken Alfredo, but and it was pretty good. But my tastes are uh, pretty garbage. Thanks for uh, thanks for the confidence. I call it chicken Alfredi. You got to give your food a, food a cute name. Like like PBJs. There's a lot of overlap between Guidos and professional chefs. Is there? Are you talking like a meal? Like Guy Fieri. Guy. Well, Guy Guy Fieri. His real name is like John Smith. I think. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't disrespect Mister Fieri. He's a cultural and a culinary icon. You're just saying that because you went to that chicken restaurant that he has. I mean, it was good chicken. How many sauces do you have? All of them. You got to have the suicide sauce. That's all the sauces blended together. Horsey sauce. <laughs> His name is Guy. His name is Guy Ferry. That's his, his original name. He changed oh, okay. it to Fieri. It's interesting. I think he should have yeah. went with the Ferry. Was he relevant in 2009? Uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, I think, started in like 2008, didn't it? That show has been going on for quite a while. There might be a parallel between his rise and the Jersey Shore cast. Well, I mean, there have always been like very big uh, Food Network stars that are Italian, hmm. or at least on some of the different culinary channels. I don't remember what I think. Like I said, there it was like, oh man, what's his name? The the Bam that guy, uh, Emerald. Emerald. Uh, bam Bam. Bam Bam. Yeah, Bam Bam. Yeah. The the from Flintstones. TM. But yeah, like I, I think that Mike really shows that he is he's kind of a, a jack of all trades, and he's he's kind of a master of a lot of them in a weird way. He he's very good at cooking. Paulie D says girls cook and guys eat, which is very telling, I think, especially for the time that this was going on. Yeah. Because and I think after that, somebody yells, grab the broads upstairs, right? Uh-huh. I don't remember who says it. It was probably Mike, if I had to take a guess. And they're just expected to be waited on. I think a lot of my memories of the show might be fever dreams as well, because I think I remember Ronnie carrying two of them over his shoulders running down the stairs. That might be real, though. 
He's holding it like he's got a barrel on each arm. He's going to go throw him at the Mario Brothers. I believe the situation takes the dinner as a chance to instill himself as the quote-unquote leader of the house. Yeah. Because he very clearly believes, he even mentions at some points, that he thinks he is the yeah. leader of the house. And when they're about to sit down at the dinner, he even says, I'm, I sit at the head of the table. Kind of establish, establishing his dominance, which he, I think that's a common trait for him because he showed up early to the house to kind of mm. get, yeah, I think he's, I think if there's one word to describe the situation, it's cerebral. Okay. <laughs> cerebral? Yes, it's explain. He's very thoughtful in the ways that he manipulates others. Yeah, no, you're right. He's a he's a he's a thoughtful manipulator. Yes. Yeah. So thoughtful. <laughs> Vinny tries to say a prayer, right? He's like chuckling. He's he's chuckling laughing the up. whole time, and that made JWoww really mad. Which I don't necessarily believe that JWoww is probably a great Catholic. I believe that Italians are mostly Catholic, right? statistically probably i'm assuming that they're all catholic because they all have a different one of them was or two of them had rosaries on and one of them has a rosary hanging on their bedpost i remember seeing that well and then ronnie's got a giant crucifix around his neck yeah and i'm surprised Vinny wasn't crucified to ronnie's giant crucifix after you know messing up the prayer at dinner time yeah you know it cracked me up i mean besides Vinny laughing during the prayer he had someone had the bible propped up on the table like a condiment like it was like next to like the ketchup and all the shit on the table. I'm just imagining that that's like where it remains. Like that's where it always goes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I would say after dinner is when they kind of went all back to the roof. There's a mic. Oh, you forgot something very important at dinner though. What happened? Snooki apologized. Oh, the big apology. Yeah, yes. Snooki is now friends with everybody. Yes, that was a quick turnaround. Yeah, I almost skipped right over it because of how because of how fast it happens. It's a very quick cut. Jersey yeah. Shore, redemption of Snooky. After the where they all prayed for Snooky, and Vinny's like <laughs> chuckling. Snooky took the time to apologize how she was acting, that she drank yeah. too much. And Sammy had a nice moment uh, where she locked eye contact with uh, Snooky. Says, "I forgive you." Yeah. And that was a good moment. I I feel like that's when they became family. Is yeah. at the family table. But if you're here, you're family. So after that, though, they go back up to the roof. The boys try to entrap some girls into coming up. Like yeah, by, they're like they're going fishing, I think is what they called it. They're all wearing their construction outfits yes. and just hollering at uh, like women on the street. I remember watching Polly D eat a whole thing of double stuffed Oreos too. <laughs> <laughs> While uh, they he were cat like calling? he eats the whole thing of it. While they were uh, cat calling, I just... think so. I remember he's got a, a whole thing of double stuffed Oreos and he eat, they show one shot where it's full and then it progressively is losing it. And then by the end, it's gone. That's a nice little time lapse that the producers snuck in there. Yeah. Uh, to show how long they were just harassing women for. Yeah. Either that or he was just inhaling those Oreos. From the roof, they're calling it fishing and they're, they're yelling and they get the attention of three girls and they yeah. uh, seem pretty willing to meet up with them. Ronnie takes offense to this and uh, says it's a bad idea to shit where you eat, which is another classic Ronnie shit analogy for women. Yeah. Uh, he's a real feminist. <laughs> he's a real modern feminist. Yes. He's a real third wave feminist. <laughs> but he thinks it's going to cause problems with Mike and Sam if mm. Mike brings in these other women. So Ronnie tries to run interference. I don't know what football position this would be 
but it's the one where he stops him from cock blocking, which I'm pretty sure is also another football maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cock block. The cock Great block. Great football maneuver. The girls come up and get in a hot tub, into the hot tub, and all of the boys join them, including Mike. And we should clarify the three girls outside, not one the of the fi- cast Yeah, members. the fish. The fish that they brought the up. The fish. The meat. Yeah. The meat. The fresh meat. <laughs> the fr- fresh meat. Meat's, Meat's back, back on the, on menu, the menu, boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's another really good. You know, an, uh, an orc in Lord of the Rings screamed that. <laughs> Just to show how... Uh... We like Lord of the Rings a little bit too much. I mean, That's I where our brains that. automatically go. I've been thinking about Lord of the Rings this whole time. Polly D's just like a Guido Legolas. Well, <laughs> he's just, uh, <laughs> he, he, he's up on the balcony just slinging verbal arrows at these, at these women. Just yeah, trying that's to, a really, that's try, beautiful. Trying to, get, trying to get them to come, come up and party that's with poetry, him. That's poetry, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the, the fish that they caught are up in the hot tub with them. And Mike is joining them, but Angelina and Sammy go up to the roof to watch them as like a, I don't know, it's weird. They're just sitting on the couch like those two Muppet. Those old men Muppets. The old men Muppet. They're hecklers. They're the hecklers. hecklers. They're hecklers. The hecklers Muppets. I would, I mean, that's what they are. They're curmudgeons. Heckling uh, yeah. curmudgeons. Sam is just sitting on the couch, wrist chained to the radiator as she's watching the love of her life, Mike, kiss all these other women. Yeah. I liked Mike's uh, description of it. The situation is indescribable. You can't describe the situation you're about to get in. <laughs> I was like, wow. Very, so cerebral. So there's like a like a, a little scuffle that breaks out because one of the girls takes her thong off, right? Yes. That makes Angelina mad. Before this, though, Mike gets out of the hot tub and Sammy says he can do whatever he wants. So Vinny gets the thong and he like runs around with it, doesn't he? Yeah, he was trying to check whether or not it was uh, dripping water and whether it was wettable. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Pauly D three-way kisses. Uh, three-way kiss is a very common phrase in this show. I think it happens a lot. Yes. It's where you have two two people kiss you at the same time. Three-way kiss is not a common thing, I think, in real life. Either that no. or I'm just living a boring life. Yeah, they, uh, they're going Being after kissed it. kissed by your mom and dad at the same time doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Well, damn it! <laughs> I thought it was a Guido. But yeah, Sammy says he can do whatever he wants. Vinny gets the thong. And then Jay Wow. So after, this is after the girls have left, right? Angelina kicks them out. They're waiting by the door yes. for Mike and Polly to come down and meet them. Because the scenario is is that they're going to go out onto the boardwalk with the with the girls. Exactly. And Angelina doesn't want them standing in their doorway. They, they no. want them waiting outside. Yeah. So Like the trash they are. She screams at them. And one of the girls calls Angelina a bitch. And then Angelina, you see the enforcer in her uh, really yeah. come out. She uh, runs over to the door to throw out her own insults. Yeah. that's That triggered Angelina's final smash. And she went fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Polly kissed an underage girl, right? Or two of them? So the issue is they, they weren't legally underage. But they were underage, I guess. I mean, that's what they said. That's what Wow said. Polly D kissed two underage girls? We have to be careful with, with uh, what we say here. They are legal, probably. In whose eyes? Like the law or? By the state of New Jersey. Okay. And are they over, they're over the age of 18. Yeah. Well, I don't okay. know what the legal age there is, but. I thought it was like 12 in New Jersey. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I said I thought it was 12 in New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> but Polly is 29. 
going yeah. on 30. And JWoww's just disgusted by it. And yeah. they are getting on to the boys for uh, bringing in, quote unquote, trash into the house, into yes. big trash bags. And meanwhile, while the Angelina's going on saying they were taking their panties off in the hot tub, what trash, Snooky's upstairs overhearing because she wasn't included in this conversation. No. Uh, she thinks they are talking about her and oh, her hot tub incident the day before. This is so tr- it's so tragic. It's like a, a Shakespeare play. Yeah. Like you could see this happening in like in, in like a, a, a classic story. Like like a Dante's Inferno. Like somebody's like overhearing it in this tragic it's like a it's like a the divine comedy. I, I can't believe that this is happening. They're on a, like a high balcony and Snooky's on like a lower balcony listening yeah. to these whispers of, and she's attributing them to her and she's like, yes. Oh, woe is me. <laughs> they have cast me to the side. Oh. That could be fun though. Shakespearean, Jersey Shore. I feel like we need to uh, put some time and effort into that. Well, Snooky is like freaking out. That's when uh, Angelina's the, um, hello. <laughs> and uh, that's when I realized, and this is the first time I realized it. Angelina is literally the most unbearable and stubborn person I think I've ever seen. 100%. She doesn't listen to anything. Whenever somebody has a problem or they present her with something, she does not listen. Did you notice that? Uh, Yeah, that goes on throughout the show. She has her opinion and she's sticking to it. 100%. And I... I think um hello personally. I think um hello is uh, one of my favorite catchphrases of the show. I agree. Yeah, she was a little rough on those girls, and her yeah. anger was reverberating through the ceiling into Snooky's room while she was listening to every word. Yes, she heard Angelina's anger and decided, "I'm gonna pack. I'm done. I got um helloed." Yeah, <laughs> you got um hashtag um helloed. So Vinny ends up outing Mike because. Mike says, I didn't kiss anybody in the hot tub because Sammy was concerned that he did. And Vinny says, he shakes his head no and says yes, right? Yeah, which I would think it would be the opposite if he, I I don't know. It's something like a toddler would do. I would have just walked over and punched Vinny in the head if I was Mike in that, in that, in that scenario. Ronnie also says something along the lines of, uh, to Mike about Sammy. He says, your head is so far up her ass that you can see out of her mouth. Well, I found that delightful. That that's uh that that's way up there. Yeah, but uh, Snooky threatens to leave. She doesn't say that to anybody in the house yet. She just says it to the to the camera, and uh, she calls her dad, and he says, "You're not coming home because our family isn't a bunch of quitters." <laughs> I need a hundred ten percent, hundred ten percent. But everybody, I I think that after she says that, everybody comes to her and they say, "Hey, you know, we're the true eight. You can't leave." We're the true yes. eight in this drunken stupor that they're all in. And that's 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 kind of where the uh, end of this episode is. On a real cliffhanger on whether or not Snooky's going to stay or leave. And I hope she, I know, I hope she stays. And you know what? I think she does because she's in the season preview for yeah. the rest of the season. So to wrap up this episode, let's talk about the season preview. The season's going to be nuts. <laughs> There's a lot of fun stuff that happens. Uh, the first thing that drew my attention was all the guys jumping off of yachts into the ocean. I'm like, yeah. man, they're going a long ways from a share house to yacht ocean action. Yeah, there's a lot of really fun stuff like that in this. What other uh, really sticks out to you, Sam? Because you're the you're first new. time watcher here. And yeah, Sam's a virgin. These this season preview is brand new for you. Like, what do you? What's your impressions of what's going on? Do you have any? Do you have any theories you want to? Um, I'm feeling like there's going to be a lot of sloppy, drunken mistakes being made. And okay. A, a lot of relationships being built between these characters, and then just violently 
torn What down. kind of relations? Like, what relationships are you talking about? You're saying, like, potentially maybe two people hooking up? Are you saying, like, friendships? Well, like, family? Obviously, I feel like people are going to hook up within the house, especially mm-hmm. since they're basically living with each other and sleeping in the same quarters as each other. Yes. But also, like, from the perspective of, you know... I don't know. Like, what if the Poly D and situation friendship melts down? I mean, they're pretty tight bros right now, but That'd be rough. there's a lot of episodes left. I mean, anything can happen in my mind. So based on our knowledge, I think you're in for a uh you're you're in for a fun time. There is a a few previews at this show where Ronnie gets wrecked, I guess. <laughs> if you wanna like like wreck it Ronnie. He's running Re- around wreck it Ronnie. I gotta wreck knuckles it. on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, he gets into a couple of fights. Cops are called. Uh, some I think there's going to be a lot of really interesting things that happen. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I remember from like not seeing the show back when it came out. Everyone screaming, uh, "Cabs are here!" Like that thing. Gross. I, that's that's a thing, right? Yes. Uh, um, all right. So I'm imagine I'm imagining like every time they call the cops on Ronnie, they're just like, "Cops are here!" and they just yeah. like w- take Ronnie away. <laughs> and he's cops are here as Ronnie's like. <laughs> In these tiny handcuffs, like, trying to break out of them. Yeah, he can't break those cuffs, though. So, Sam, any other things from the season preview that stuck out to you? There's, like, two things that I know that I'm surprised that you don't remember. Do you want me to remind you? Go for it. Okay, Wow hits the situation in the face. Oh, yeah. And A little violence. Somebody else gets punched in the face, and it's the very last thing they show. Do you, do you remember who that was? I don't. It was Snooky. Who would hit Snooky? You'll, you'll see. Oh, the season preview ends with police officer carrying someone away, and he in says, a body bag. No. <laughs> oh God, no, Snooky, why? <laughs> I can't believe she's gone. He's carrying someone away, and he says, uh, "You're going to jail." <laughs> <laughs> also, they show some stuff in this that doesn't happen in this season, so don't get too oh. excited. All right, I'll, I'll contain myself. Yeah, that's it. How do you feel about the first episode, Sam? Uh, I feel good. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be an interesting experience. And uh, it definitely feels like I'm opening up just a weird Guido time capsule. Absolutely. I look forward to uh, watching the rest of the episodes and uh, kind of going through the highs and lows of... Uh, mostly lows. Mostly lows. A lot of lows. Of the Guido house. The sure Guido lows. lows. The Jersey Shore, dude. Come on. Seaside. Seaside. So, uh, yeah, that about wraps it up here. There's not much else that happens. The outro credits is the same as the intro. You get, like, the, the what, who is it, LMFAO song? Yeah, uh, Get oh, Crazy, man. Get Wild. Yeah. LMFAO. Wow. Yeah, That's talk about that. Well, thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of the Gorilla Juice cast. Mm. We will continue this series watching episode by episode, so feel free to watch along on the show. Or if you've already seen the show, just tune in to uh, relive your favorite moments. It's like a book of the week kind of deal, right? Is that like a thing that old white women do? (laughs) I don't read books. (laughs) I watch Jersey Shore. (laughs) That's a t-shirt. I know a guy who can make us a t-shirt or two. Uh, his name's Danny. You might know him, too, because he's, he's in the show. And he probably needs our business right now. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> Poor guy. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>